You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Get, the, get him get him started. Just get him started. No. I want a koozie that says um, different energy, and on the other side it says culture change. That, that's that's the koozie I want, because those two phrases are the reason. I'm going to be drinking myself to oblivion every single set. Don't even. Don't, don't even dare give me the boys a bag right now. Uh, dare I say, maybe MSU football has never been more back, because this is definitely as Bobby Williams and John L. Smith as they could possibly get. So me. Maybe we are back. Maybe we are back in our element right now, man. I don't know. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, this is the worst. This is the worst. I mean, we're in the basement. Let's just get right to it. Let's just start talking about it. Now, can I just like bring down? Trouble <laughs> with the right. Yep. Oh, we're playing, playing through all the hits right now. Yeah, man. So right now, every every big loss goes through the same cycle. It's people yeah. just panicking on Twitter, giving like the hottest takes oh, yeah. possible. I'm a, I'm not calling anyone out because I'm part of those people. Like I yeah. am livid from today's game. And if you're not, I question if you're you even a fan at this you point. You weren't here for the John L. Smith era, Matt. You don't even That's know. true. Yeah, I just found out who John L. Smith was four days ago. Right? No, of course. Um, and then, like, as the hours go by, it's like, well, it wasn't that bad, everything like that. It, that's what no. usually happens after losses. I, I think we found the loss where it actually is that bad. I'm sick of reading, and this isn't a lot of people. This is one of the niche things I like to complain about. It's like, well, you know, it's, it's, it's a new roster, new staff. They only practice in pads for about three weeks. Like, oh, so they were the only team on the field that got to do that today. <laughs> that's right, because Rutgers, you know, this is a 10th-year head coach here in uh, Shiano, they got a great roster full of athletes. He was there for 10 years. He just took a gap. No, of course. And they've been doing two a day since July, seemingly, apparently. Um, no, it, it's a completely no, inexcusable loss. After team to COVID. That didn't happen three months ago. No, no. So, Will, you're, you're the I'm, – I'm, I'm the dog you walk on this podcast. You, you lead me to wherever you want to go because I've got thoughts on pretty much everything there is to have thoughts about this game. Where do you, where do you even want to start for this one? Like, do, do we just talk about, like, MSU stat standing in the Big Ten that, like, they are in the basement? Like, let's just call it what it is. <laughs> no, I don't think overreaction either. Like, I know it's one no, game. No, we, we don't have to even, I think, approach that subject because until further notice, I think it was Kirby, John Kirby posted the meme from Captain Phillips, look at me, I'm the captain now, but he said, look at me, I'm the Rutgers now. Yeah, we are. I mean, listen, it, it would be, you can say, oh, it's just one game. Maybe if, like, you haven't been dogfighting with Rutgers in years previous and or Maryland, too. Like, th- that's what that's what happened last year. We, we got our you-know-what kicked in by every Big Ten team, save Northwestern, who was absolutely horrible last year, Maryland and Rutgers. 2015 was a long time ago. Um, it's insane me- that you can go college football playoff to basement dweller in the Big Ten in five years. Five years. And if, if you told me that. I would have thought, oh, they got SMU sanctioned then. Like, oh, yeah. If you told me, like, at the end of 2015, that, hey, bud, by the way, you are going to be the worst ten- team in the Big Ten. I was thinking, oh, boy. <laughs> we got SMU'd. Let me ask you this. And hi, everyone. Welcome to Locked On Spartans. Thanks so much for, Cheers, for Locked On Spartans Live, I guess. First post-game reaction show. Hello, chat. Uh, you can throw questions in there if you so choose the entire time. We're doing this. We'll do, like, 15, 20 minutes. And I'll throw this up as a bonus pod as well if you have to step out or whatever. So it'll be up. 
Um, is that, let me let me start here. Just a, a straight question for you. Yeah. This is the worst Michigan State football loss since blank. Because I was thinking Central yeah, Michigan because you immediately think like, all right, at least Rutgers is a Big Ten team. But mm-hmm. that Central Michigan team was really good, yeah. <laughs> like a loaded Central team. And I think they won like 10 games that year. And it was embarrassing, sure. Ooh, I don't know. I don't when know. was the last one? I'm starting to give you radio silence over here. I'm just running through every game I had because I've been thinking about it too today. Um, I, maybe I, maybe the Maryland game in 2016 perhaps just because like that, that was an undisciplined game where so many things came unraveled. Like you talk about being undisciplined. I, I haven't seen a team play that sloppy today. Also off the heels of quotes by the coach where it says ball security is job security. I can't figure out what's the most BS statement that has come out of this whole thing for the coaching we'll run staff the last ball few on weeks. Our terms. What's what's the the most ridiculous quote from the last few weeks? I'm sorry to completely hijack this and change no, the topic. No. Is it ball security? Is job security? It's hard. Is it culture change or is it a uh, different energy? Well, what's what's the most nauseating figure of speech that has been made the last yeah. few weeks after seeing today? When you've got multiple videos out there on social media with the head coach yelling like ball security is job security and they're doing the drills and all that. And then you show up week one and fumble it five times. Okay, five. Right, yeah. And then, five. Yeah, and throw two interceptions and also turn it over on downs twice for a grand total of nine. It's good to see that play still in the playbook. The uh, stop short oh. on third and one and fourth and two and everything like that. That's good. Oh, we can That's talk good. about Jay Johnson in about Fire. Uh, five minutes. Fire. I've seen enough. <laughs> I've seen enough. I've seen enough. Um, so I actually want to talk about either Jay Johnson or maybe this is well, let's, do Jay Johnson. let's do Jay Johnson. So you texted me uh, halfway through the second quarter that Jay Johnson needs to be fired. I've seen enough at that point. Like, wow, no, no kidding. This guy can't stay at a program for more than two seasons in his entire career. Like, it's the same reason why, yeah, no wonder Connor Hayward couldn't find a team to go to when he transferred from MSU. Like, I, I, this isn't necessarily oozing sex appeal here. Are, are you kidding me? Like, the, how much is this guy getting paid to? How much of the six point whatever million dollar allotment is he taking a bite out of here? It, it better not be above $80,000 for what we saw today. <laughs> It's a million. That's um, horrible. That's that's robbery. That is absolute robbery. There's 950,000. Sam Martin in the chat suggests it's the worst loss since we Louisiana Tech at home when they had a McCown. And I just love that description. Not the specific McCown. They had a McCown. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. <laughs> Dr. Luke playing at Louisiana Tech. Nobody knows. It was just Yeah, just one of the eight McCowns. <laughs> um, so I, I think – it's a little premature to fire someone. And I know you're in there. I will say out of like everything to do with the Mel Tucker era and everything, recruiting, coaching, assistance, whatever. I don't have like, it's too early for me to get long-term concerns about anything except Jay Johnson. And I Mm -hmm. don't think you know me. I'm not. I'm, I'm between a, a four and a six. All you're, you're not, even Steven, man. You're shoot down the middle, Hunter. Yep. But I I can't really wrap my head around what they did today, and especially in the second half, because like make the adjustment, make the set. Like, okay, you had a game plan. You want to run the ball. You want to run your base plays. I'm totally. I'm all in on that. I get it. But when I posted a stat today. They ran 16 times on first down for nine total yards. Ran the ball 16 well, times for nine total yards. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. When it's not working, I would like to see 
an adjustment and the passing game was efficient, but also like, actually it sort of, it was like mildly efficient, but there was an explosive element to it and also a little reckless. Right. So I get it. You don't want Rocky throwing it all over the place because there's like the random uncorking where he missed Jalen Naylor on just a wide open throw and the miscommunication, which that stuff's going to happen. It shouldn't hopefully happen again, but like, you know, at some point third quarter, you got to be like, all right, game plan, rip it up. Clearly Jaden Reed's a better athlete than these guys. Clearly Jalen Naylor. Hold on. Hold on. Clearly, clearly we have some athletic advantages on the edge. Let's just like try to do that more. And it was just sort of like a stubborn thing sticking to the plan until it was an 18 point game or an 11 point game with six minutes left. And it just reminded me so much of the previous staff and the things we would get frustrated with. Like, Hey man, I love running the football, running the football is fun. But when you can't run the football and you're having some success throwing it, let's throw it a little more. I mean, they went for like seven something yards per attempt. It was, they were okay through there. They were fine through the air. They ran it. uh, (laughs) They ran the ball 39 times for 50 carries. And I think there was two sacks in there. So they ran it like 37 times for 60 yards. Matt. Well, I'm, I'm an idiot sitting on my couch here holding a baby. I'm on 10 hours of sleep the last four nights. I, I knew 80% of the plays that were being run. What, what's a professional coach, albeit a Rutgers coach, in their box thinking? Of, of course. It was the most predictive offense in the entire world. It's everything that we've seen last few years. So, so much for that culture change. It was everything that was the MSU offense, just minus jet sweeps. That's all they did. They just replaced Jeff no, Swift with more turnovers for some reason. They, they got jet sweeps out of there. Now they run buck sweeps out of shotgun. I know, for yeah. No, of course. And, okay, so Rocky, listen, he, he's not prime Cam Newton, Marcus Mario, like, but he, okay, he was not the reason. He's like seventh on the list. If you're going, he's through, not the reason, but what's even higher than that list. is the lack he's, of yeah. faith in him. The, the lack of sure, faith in him concerning. is even higher on the list. It's concerning. It, it is very concerning. So now, okay, you're going to tout that this quarterback battle is going to go throughout the season. We have mm-hmm. Day, we have Thorne in the wins. Okay, here's Lombardi. What would cause maybe a quarterback situation where you're going to play multiple guys in the game? Well, you're going to see what guy you trust. We saw 60 minutes of not trusting Rocky Lombardi. Where, where the hell is Thorne? Where's Day? Were they eating at Brody together? Like, why weren't they on the field ever? It, this is a quarterback battle. It, it's clear if you don't trust Rocky to throw the ball, which you didn't as you ran the ball up the middle on first down 400 times. Well, it's not even that. Like, third, uh, it was fourth and two or fourth and three. And I just you know. need the ball instead. We all know you're going to run up the middle with Hayward or Collins, and you have children playing offensive line, yeah. and it's going to be stopped short. I'm I'm good with the third and short occasional like oh look we have five men in the box defensively we've got numbers we can run inside zone and get five yards like I, you know that that's great but like when you do that multiple times in third downs and fourth downs and you get stopped for whether it works or not like that's just put the ball in your quarterback's hands that's his job like the line was you, you trust him enough to not have a battle apparently all of a sudden you trust him enough to play in the entire yeah game, the other and, guys let's actually act like you believe in him I, yeah I it's a weird sort of contradiction like no rocky's their guy he's our guy but we're not just gonna have a leash on him it's gonna be a leash this long and we're also gonna chain him up like in the backyard before he goes out every single time like it's just they yeah they they don't trust him no. for whatever reason. And I thought, for the most part, he did okay. I mean, he had like he was like a lot of okay, and then yeah, 
just a couple wild glaring mistakes. Like he was that fine first, at most. That, that's it. Yeah, he was, he was honestly. He was, he was, did you expect much more or less though? I just no. kind of expected that. No, some bad. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah, some bad erratic throws. I, I thought he'd run it more. Some nice yes, runs, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. When you lose to eleven by Rutgers, it doesn't come down to one thing or one play call. It comes no. down to the, the, the whole team, the whole party, the whole coaching staff, the, all the players. Like except Coughlin. You know what? I've slandered Coughlin to oblivion one time for him. That was uh, a great showing by him. So one time. Yeah. Look yeah. at that. Some positivity on this episode. All right. This is, no, this, yeah, this is a great point from uh Sarge in the chat. And mm-hmm. I thought the same thing. Uh, are we just forgetting that number 11 quit on this team last year? Is that what we're doing? I was, I won't, I won't. I mean, listen, I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to beat him like a dead no, horse here. No, no, like, no. Cause let's talk about the running back rotation. Yeah, sure. Oh, we're, we're doing a 15 minute episode. Okay. <laughs> no, sure. we'll do a couple more things. Like, so Connor Hayward, we, we find out after the game, like he starts and we find out that he earned it in camp and in uh, the scrimmages. Right. And, Mel Tucker has said like a lot and the other staff has said a lot, like fr- clean slate, right? Clean slate for everyone. Fresh slate. Tucker's troops. You can win this. Please. I... Those are great koozies. Thank you, Kayla, for the koozies. But... Yeah. So yeah, like I, 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 I get every job's a competition. It's all open, but you have a guy rushed nearly a thousand yards last year was significantly far and away the best running back on the team and you have a guy who two games into the season lost his starting job and then quit the team and then a calendar year later we're not going to use any of that context not going to like just remotely care about any of it fact that one is like hey this guy could be an all big 10 back and the other one was like yeah i went in the transfer portal and Pitt was like no thanks and so i came back i wouldn't take him on an im team i i wouldn't have him on my intramural flag football team in, in 11 north hubbard back freshman year yeah. I, I i've said many times there are there's a way you can use connor hayward effectively and it's yeah filling up know, the water bottles perhaps maybe like tickets at the gate once they can allow fans back in spartan stadium i, I have no problem putting him there <laughs> like an h-back hybrid thing catching passes there's not a like I, I we've all seen it. I've seen 12 games of sample size between of Eli Collins and I've seen Connor Hayward for like 15, 16 games. We don't need to see anymore. I'm done. Listen, actual, Collins is one of the best blockers, not just best blocking running backs in the Big Ten. He's one of your best blockers, period, on the team. That includes offensive linemen. Get his ass in the game so we're not getting strip sacked at the one yard line and making Rutgers, Rutgers, Rutgers believe in themselves. They the, the culture shift of Rutgers changed in the first quarter today. Three third down conversions on that opening drive where all three of those conversions really didn't have to happen. And then the strip sacks have set Rutgers up right at the one-yard line to go 14-0. We, we just brought Rutgers from irrelevancy to being downtrodden in the basement to having probably no morale, regardless of who their new coach is, to all of a sudden believing in themselves as they go up 14-0. Now, I know that Hayward doesn't play defense. That wasn't his fault. The, the defense... We'll get to them probably later. Um, probably, no, probably we won't have to, I mean, the first drive was terrible, but the, they mostly rebounded. Like, the offense put them in terrible spots repeatedly. It was they, a lot they, like they they're not going to be a great defense uh, in Rutgers. Is oh, it? well, the front seven just doesn't exist. I mean, you can't get home to the quarterback with the Rutgers We're, offensive it's line. Front, like, it's a front six. It's a front six. <laughs> they're running four. It, like it looks like a front two, whatever yeah, it was. It was I mean, it, it, front, they just don't get home. It, that was tough. Um, here, let me run through oh, a lot of questions about Barnett and Dobbs. So Dobbs just wasn't dressed. I would assume like injury or something. And 
I don't know anything about this, but we got to remember like three weeks ago, there was like eight, nine, 10 positive tests, like among the whole like testing group. And we don't know if that's what sport it was. So like mathematically, there's like a chance that Dobbs was one of those guys. And you got to remember it's, it's 21 days for COVID. So any of the guys that were out today could have been that, or they could just have like a sprain or, or something like that. Raise your hand. Yes, Matt, question for the back. Can, can I hijack this again and talk offensive line for a hot second and actually set one more team? thing? Okay. One more thing, really quick. It's really concerning that Julian Barnett can't find his way uh, on the field. I don't know if that's because he's new to the defense. Will, it's a clean slate. It's a clean slate. Will he's in the same boat as uh, Eli Collins over here? <laughs> anyway, offensive line, let it rip. So you said that uh, your probably long-term concern is maybe Jay Johnson's the only one. Mine is. Uh, well, recruiting, like we, we all know that recruiting, I know it's year zero and everything, like it yeah. isn't off to a hot start, understandably so, but now we're getting into the understandably so portion of why recruiting wouldn't go out in the future. When you lose to effing Rutgers, and I'm not, no, and I'm not saying like that they're going to decommit or anything, but it really hurts too when your top two kids in your class picked you over Rutgers, they're from New Jersey, and now you lost to them. I'm not, again, I'm not saying they're decommitting, but I'm, they're probably closer to that than they were when they woke up this morning. Anyway, the bigger picture is offensive linemen. Mm. We have kids that can play varsity high school football in the offensive line. That's shown time and time again for getting bottled up and jammed on third and one, fourth and two. It, it's, it's unbelievable. So now we've seen it too. The proof is in the pudding already that Tucker likes kids at least 6'6", at least 300 pounds or whatever the dimensions are. He loves big offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Well, how's, we're in the base of the Big Ten now. Like, I think that's a very legitimate concern. Mel Tucker's all-world recruiter. You need to be all-universe to recruit yourself out of the basement of the Big Ten now. Like, this is where – this is just where we are. I mean, we're back in the day, just five years ago, we're in battles with Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Notre Dame for kids. Like, ooh. Well, we're, we're going to be grinding against teams like Rutgers, Maryland. We're going to try to snatch kids away from Illinois. Ooh, can we steal this guy from Purdue? Ooh, hey, this kid just decommitted from Arizona State. Let's get – get ready for this one. Like – it's, That's what they just said. It's, yeah. it's, 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 all, it's all bad. I, so, yeah, Jay Johnson sucks. He can leave whenever and go to his next four schools in the next four years like he does his whole entire career because he's horrible. Um, but, yeah, I think recruiting I, – I, I can't not be concerned about that after you lose to Rutgers. <laughs> just, just, like, you just brought Jay Johnson back from 10 I have minutes. To. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen. I mean, some coach has got to be under the fire here, and it's not going to be Mel Tucker. We just paid him $6 million. We're not going to fire him. Oh, and just going to be too. Fire. I don't want him gonna fired be either. Fire. I don't. I don't want him fired, but like, the, what, we're what a start to preach culture change, energy, and ball security, and then come out with this where you didn't see any of those three. Will who had the interception in the first half? It was Shakur Brown, right? Yeah. What was that reaction on the sideline when he came back? That, that you you get a better reaction when you walk into your house and your dog greets you at the door. Like he gets to the sidelines, everyone's like. It was. What are we talking? Let's, let's get some momentum going. Maybe let's root for each other. I, I don't know. I did, energy change. Are you are you kidding me? Where was it? I did notice. So I don't know. There's maybe like some shell shock or something because it was 14 whatever, and you're losing to Rutgers and you're embarrassed. Like maybe he was just really mad. But I noticed that like he he scored. It gets called back. He, I don't think he knew it was getting called back, but he like walked into the end zone all mad. Mm-hmm. And then came to the sideline and like Trey person had to like come grab him and say, Hey, let's celebrate. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, whatever. And then like, it could have just been like a him, like maybe that's just his personality. 
I, that's I, fine. I, what, what about the other 90 kids on the sidelines? Like, what, what about them? Like, he should be getting mobbed. Yeah. Let, let, let's turn the momentum here. If I'm going to hear about energy change, culture change, maybe. Ready for this one? Let's celebrate an interception here. How about that for an idea? Listen, I, I, I know that's like, I'm, I'm nitpicking now. Like, they should have celebrated an interception harder. But, like, no, it's just that, that encompasses the whole I was almost going to swear. The whole BS around the, the energy change. There's no energy change. There's no energy. There is an energy change. It just got lower somehow. I, I didn't know that was possible. But that's, that's where I uh, yeah. stand on that. Hey, next week should be fun, though. That's going to be a great time. Well, you know. Getting it over with. We're getting it over with. And we're getting it over with, too, during the day. It's at noon. So we can just so ban it off immediately there. Can I ask you something, and then maybe we can end on this? Because everyone listening to this right now, watching this, we will have like a full normal show mm-hmm. on Monday. I, I haven't rewatched the game or done any charting or anything. I don't need like to. That. I don't need Matt, to. Yeah, Matt hasn't gotten my reaction from doing that, so we will do a, a normal show on Monday. Uh, but last thing here: Do you care at all that a lot of what happened today? in terms of like the turnovers was pretty fluky, right? Bad luck. I'll say. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. So, and it's not that. So, you know, you outgain Rutgers by a hundred and whatever yards and you lose by 11 and no one really cares because it's Rutgers and no one wants to hear that. Hey, they're actually like not a tire fire anymore. It seems like Shiano actually gets them to care and like play together. And that's the best quarterback they've had in a long time. Oh, yeah, no, one sure. cares, no one cares because it's still Rutgers. You still mm-hmm. have more talent than them. And you went out there on Mel Tucker's opening day and you showed your b-hole to the entire world. Yep. No one really no one cares. But, like, I don't know. Say Rutgers goes three and six this year and Michigan State goes something similar. And, and you look back at this and you say, oh, okay, without the turnovers, they probably beat Rutgers. Like, they should have been better than Rutgers. Do you like to no. is there any way to get over this? I guess is kind of what I'm asking. Like, do you can you look past this in any way, shape, or form? No, because like the if the turnovers didn't happen, thing like I don't get because well, they did, and it's not like they were remarkably fluky where it's like, oh, it dinked off an offensive lineman's helmet just right in the air. No, like Jaden Reed coughed the ball up twice, very yeah. elementary stuff, too. It's not like he was put in a weird bind, the, the ball is just yeah, punched what out. I mean, just real quick, what I mean by fluky is statistically you should recover half the fumbles in a game. Right. And uh, I think it's every four passes defended, mm-hmm. like every four passes that a defender gets his hand on should be an interception. Mm-hmm. And so there were like three or four passes defended and two interceptions. So it should have been one interception and there were what six fumbles and five lost something like that on yeah, offense. Something like that, Yeah. And then Rutgers, there were so many damn fumbles. I can't even keep track. Either right. way, they should have had like, a negative one turnover margin, maybe negative two, not negative four. Yeah. Right? That's, that's what I mean by bad luck. I mean, they totally, like, you can't put the ball on the freaking ground. You can't throw a comeback when your receiver's running a go. Anyway, that's then, tough. <laughs> you're not like, even though there's some flukiness to the turnovers, no, like, no. it's so beyond bad that you, it, okay. No, there's there's nothing fluky about being in the middle of the field and having the ball coughed up twice in your own hands. I mean, come, and and that's one of your that's one of your playmakers. Like that's this is what we're dealing with the rest of the season. You look mm-hmm. at the list of playmakers; it's 
Naylor and then Reed, a guy who loves coughing up the ball, apparently. I know he had a touchdown. Believe me, that's great. Any D1 yeah. athlete, save for Cement Shoes Hayward, could have scored that touchdown. Like, this is – I'm not going to give him too much shine for that. I'm sorry. But that was not- a horrible debut. And when you look at who the playmakers are on this team, you have Collins, who isn't starting, apparently. Um, Naylor, which they had kind of a hard time getting the ball to. And then Reed, where who he just loves. Oh, hey, Bruckers, here you go. Like, whoa, boy. <laughs> Yikes, if we're going to be in track meets this entire year, like we were against Rutgers today, I don't like how that stacks up. Jaden Reed, uh, 11 catches, 128 yards, two touchdowns. <laughs> and it still felt like a bad game. Listen, I'm not impressed. Yeah, one's junk time, two fumbles, and then the block. Um, I'm sure when I wake up tomorrow morning, one, like that's going to look there, but like, no, nah, two fumbles, like five that receivers don't get the ball enough in games to fill it yeah. twice. Like that's unbelievable that he could do it twice in the game. Anyway, I got two more things for you. Then we're going to get out of here, please. Over under one half lost fumble for Jaden Reed the rest of the season. Over. I, I, he seems to be going at almost a 10% clip. I mean, I'm, a little I'm higher going, than 10%. So I'm going under, uh, what if they win next week? Are you willing to wipe the slate clean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That is the thing. I don't think it's going to happen. And mm-hmm. I, I, no, genuinely no. Think, I genuinely think Michigan State is better than what they showed today. They played really poorly. And maybe like it serves as a wake up call and some guys will play a little bit. I think they're more competent. It, can't it really, worse. like, they're not going to turn yeah. it over seven times and have nine total turnovers. They're not going to be that disastrously comically embarrassing. Mm-hmm. The rest of those, they're certainly going to struggle and they're going to lose a bunch of games. They're not yeah. a good team. Yeah. But it's not going to get that wild bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they beat Michigan next week, I know, I know. They're going to be like 17 point dogs. That's oh. happening. <laughs> Lay the points big time on that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They're not, it's not going to be, I don't know. We'll see. 17 point underdogs, that could be an upset. You never know if it happens. Despite everything, and despite mm-hmm. you just saying you'll never get over this Rutgers win, you'll never excuse it. Mm-hmm. Clean, totally clean. You talk about fine. a negator. That would negate everything. Yeah. You. I mean, listen, you look at week two before the season, and with everything going on, you circle that game. It's like, if you win, that would be a pretty funny win to like beat Michigan in year zero of, of Mel Tucker. <laughs> it, it, somehow it's gotten into even funnier premise that if they win next week, like – it's if they win next week, it's better that they lost to Rutgers. I'll make that argument. That if they beat Michigan, <laughs> I will be glad they lost to Rutgers. For content purposes, yeah, it would just be electric. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. Like maybe they get to a bowl game because it's a brand name and everyone's bowl eligible. <sighs> Whatever. They don't need yeah. to bowl eligibility. They're not going to go to the Big Ten title game. They're not going to yeah. finish the group. Results really don't matter this year. Like yeah. they really don't. So if we can. <laughs> Lose the records and follow it up with a win against Michigan. That's almost perfect. Oh man, it's terrible. It's embarrassing as hell. But then you could just, anytime. Like I was watching the first little bit of Michigan Minnesota. I'm like, man, I can't even make fun of Joe Milton for that terrible play. I, like, I can't. Like I can't say anything on the internet right now. That's 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 what we got robbed of oh, today. Like, I, I know. I know. All, all we can rivalry. With, it's just gonna be, it's gonna be Michigan yep, fans. Yep, like, you're right. We suck. Like, we suck. Yeah. We suck. Oh, no. You're right. Yep, yep, you're right. Terrible. But if oh. they win after losing to Rutgers, oh, they'll never hear the end of it. It's all well, back on. Really quick, what's the percent chance that you give of MSU beating Michigan next week? 
I'm at one point one point three percent. One point three. Eight to twelve, something like that. Like I'll be at twelve. They swap out Jay Johnson with someone else. It'll um, be a solid. There'll be a solid underdog, but it's not going to be like one of these ninety-nine one percent. Like Nebraska had like a two and a half, three percent, four percent chance of beating Ohio State. Today. I would give Nebraska if I could rewind a higher chance of winning today than I would Michigan State winning next week, and that's how low I am on this team right now. Yeah. All right. Sarge asked in the chat, could Michigan State win next week if they brought in Pat Mahomes to play QB? Like, come on. No, because they would keep running the ball up the middle on every first down and keep Mahomes to under like 160 yeah. yards passing just on play calling alone. So, no. It's a, it's a fun thing, a fun cliche for fans to say, stop running it up the middle. Like running it, you know, serves an occasional purpose. This time I really like mean it and we should all say it. They ran the ball 16 times on first down for nine total yards. They threw it in non-hurry-up situations. They threw it on first down eight times for 8.25 yards per play. And that, I think, is a wonderful way to end this live show. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks, everyone, in the chat. Um, see, the answer is no. Um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll try to do this after every – football game until Matt uh, breaks his computer in rage. Yeah, I mean, I I have got nothing. I just have to agree with that. Yeah, who who knows what's going to happen. Well, we'll have a full show Monday. I'll have some data and stuff from charting some other observations. I can tell you how Matt Allen got his butt kicked for 60 minutes. Um, We didn't talk about that, but we'll have some specific things. This offensive line, man. Uh, Oh, my God. I thought AJ or Curie did okay in, in Jarvis. Like tackles, they seem okay. Interior I, top. Interior just, was tough. I don't care. I just All don't right. care. No, I do care. That's my problem. I do care. That that's the issue. Anyway. Um, so yeah, we'll do a full show on Monday, full normal locked on Spartans. Get it wherever you get your, your podcast. Just search locked on Spartans. Uh, I'll have some work up at Substack, Substack dot or Spartanswill.substack.com. Matt, you're gonna write something for the only colors, I imagine. Maybe, yeah. Just pain, like P A, like a million A's, a million I's, and a million N's. Publish and fire Jay Johnson. And fire Jay Johnson. I've seen enough. I'm calling. It. I've seen enough. <laughs> All right. Thanks everyone for uh, for checking out the show. We will uh, see you similar time next week. And the boys are not back. <laughs>